What does it mean to lament? And how can we learn to lament well? In this episode, we begin the conversation about how our meetings can help people process sin and suffering in a way that is good for them and brings glory to God. Hello, welcome to the Sound Plus Doctrine Podcast. I am David Zimmer. And I'm Bob Coughlin. It is great to be here. Thank you for joining us, uh, whether through YouTube or uh, Spotify or Apple and all the podcast <laughs> Should apps. we name all of them? I don't know. I was going to, but then <laughs> I decided to stop. I did counsel against it. <laughs> Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. Great. That's, That's wonderful news. And you? I'm doing great. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing really great. Um, why don't we make this whole podcast just about how we're doing? Sure. Uh, that no. would really thrill people. Yeah, and it would be a waste of time. It would be. Um, we have touched on this topic uh, in the past in a couple of uh, podcast episodes. Uh, I think Shepherding Through Psalm, we talked about lament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to, I'm sure we're going to just scratch the surface of this topic, but I wanted to kind of point our conversation to lament. Lament in our congregational worship yeah. settings. Uh, in our church settings. Um, and so I was wondering if you could just define uh, what is lament. Well, I think uh, just succinctly, it could be described as a biblical way of processing grief. Hmm. You know, there are a lot of ways of uh, processing hard things. Um, you know, some sometimes people get angry, sometimes people ignore what is happening. Uh, sometimes people um, get crushed, get despairing mm. um, as a result of difficulties that they're going through. But God has a way for us to, to process grief in a way that serves us and brings honor to him. Mm. I was just reading through Genesis recently, they got to the end of Genesis, and it says that the Egyptians uh, grieved for 70 days when Joseph died. Mm. Just thought that is so fascinating that you know even a godless people that didn't know the true God knew that death was of such a nature that it it needed to be grieved and and all kinds of cultures have some you know processes they go through mm -hmm. to try and deal with the the things they're going through, but God especially in the Psalms but elsewhere uh, gives us ways to to think about the things that we face that are challenging, that are difficult, that the mm. trials, the things that could crush us, but God says, no, I'm going to give you a way of dealing with them that will serve you and that will bring glory to me. Mm. So wow. it's, it's a real... I read a book not too long ago, uh, maybe last year, year before, uh, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy by Mark Vrogop, V-R-O-E-G-O-P, mm. -E and I found it very helpful. Uh, just in terms of thinking about lament, because generally I'm a guy who goes pretty quickly to, um, you know what, the Lord's sovereign, he's good. Um, Romans 8.28, you know, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and call according to his purpose. So, you know, we see that God knows the end from the beginning and things are going to work out. So, like, don't spend too much time thinking about how bad this is. And <laughs> that's my tendency. That's, yeah. I've been that way since high school. Yeah. And that book and, and others have, in the Bible especially, have, have been teaching me that, no, grief is to be processed. Mm. And... You know, I think in light of this past year, 2020, 
a lot of people are, are wondering how to grieve. Yeah. You know, both individually and, and communally. Right. Um, you know, with, with all that's gone on with COVID, the, the unrest we've had in our country, politically, mm-hmm. racially, um, the the questions about the future, people losing their jobs. I mean, people getting sick, people dying. There's there's like so many reasons yeah. to, to grieve. Mm. And if we don't do it well... It's it's not going to produce the the results as I described before that will that will bring good to us and bring glory to God. Yeah. So I think as a, we have responsibility as leaders to help people do that. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, when uh, even when we just kind of like brought up this topic and started talking about it, I realized that I'm sure there's people listening that are like, "What do you mean lament? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The God is sovereign." You yeah. know, and and <laughs> yes. and things are things are relatively Quit being a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I know things are relatively great. Yeah, you know, for the most part. Um, I just think I I just think that's so helpful. And then you open your Bible and you read these Psalms, uh, these Psalms yeah, of lament. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's there. It's there for us to to process and to learn yeah. from. And so I think it's a helpful topic to discuss. Oh, absolutely. Um. In in light of that, Bob, how do you think your uh, your thinking about lament has changed over the years? Oh wow! Because uh, you said I've I, sort of sometimes my default is oh yeah, the sovereignty of the Lord. No, that's always that's always my default. Um, yeah, I remember back in the eighty. So I've been a Christian since seventy two, leading since nineteen seventy five or six, mm. um, and I lament wasn't even a category. Mm. I mean, it's quite even category. We, um, for years, we called our meetings, you know, Sunday celebrations. There you, you don't go. come to lament. You come to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's there's a place for that. that and you, yeah. I understand how we, why we thought that way. Mm-hmm. We were under the wrath of God, separated from him. Jesus came, incarnate word, lived a perfect life, took the punishment for our sins in his, his own body on the cross, rose from the dead. Uh, he's now ascended to his father's right hand, where he's interceding for us. Is one day coming back for the bride he redeemed? What what's there to lament yeah, about? So much I mean, to celebrate. Yes, about. to celebrate. Yeah, but but we live in the world of the already and the not yet. Yeah, you know, already we know that yes. we're justified before God, our sins are forgiven, but we have not seen Him yet. The, everything's not been consummated yet. It's it's there's still a day to come. I was just reading First Corinthians fifteen how you know everything's been put in subjection under his feet, but everything's not yet in subjection under his feet. Yes. You know, there's this there's this tension that exists and we're still living under the weight of our sin and the brokenness. Exactly. And yeah. it's those two things, I think, sin and suffering mm-hmm. that we deal with all the time. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I think about uh, you know the way I would lead in the '80s and '90s, maybe the early 2000s. Um, you know, the goal was to celebrate what God has done, to draw near to Him, to remember how you know God has forgiven us for our sins through Christ, mm-hmm. and you know that that was pretty. Those were pretty much the categories. I think the older you get, the more you realize. And I was just talking about this with someone the other day. The more you realize that there are, there's never going to be a time in your life when all that you have is good news. Hmm. 
Now, we have a good news that trumps everything. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Our, our separation from God has been solved. Jesus yeah. Christ has brought us near to God. We are mm-hmm. no longer condemned for our sins. We've been adopted into God's family. That's our greatest problem. That's the best good news. Mm-hmm. But in relation to all the other things, there'll, there'll never be a season or a time when all you have is good news. Mm. You know, I, I've seen people healed from cancer. I've seen people die from yeah. cancer. Yeah. I've seen people spared from a, a, a you know dying from a, a automobile wreck or almost almost having a wreck that would have killed them. And I've seen people die in automobile wrecks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people get jobs. I've seen people not get jobs. I've seen, you know, there's just, and sometimes that news comes like consecutively. Mm. A baby is born. Mm-hmm. A woman miscarries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, a child is makes it through a, a treatment for cancer. A child dies. Mm. Um, you know, someone gets a job they've been praying for for you know months. Someone loses their job. Mm. You know, it's just like, oh man. Yeah. So there is always going to be reason mm. for us to lament, and we better know how to do it yeah. well. Yeah, well said. Or else we'll we'll. We'll either try to ignore it, or we'll be crushed by Collapse it. Collapse under the weight of it. Yeah, yeah and I think um, uh, you know, there's a lot of conversation about lament, and I think some of it's really helpful. I mean, the idea that we we need to address this topic is 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 true, but I think sometimes we have the the misconception that you know you lament when things are just really bad. So right. after nine eleven. You know, mm-hmm. as people were asking, what are you saying after 9-11? Well, you better have some songs to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or what are you saying, you know, in 2020, in COVID? Um, what are you saying when someone, you know, in your church dies midweek? Th- those are important questions. Mm-hmm. But I think a more important question is, why are those times such a shock to us? Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, Every Sunday, yeah, you have this That's mix. That's a great point. You know, no matter how many people in your congregation, say you have a congregation of two hundred, there are people who are, you know, their life is is just filled with joyful things, mm-hmm. and then there are people who are are just broken. Yeah, over you know their situations, their circumstances, yeah. maybe relationships, maybe the sins they're battling. Yeah, um, you know, so you've got to serve. Both of them. So I, that's how my thinking has changed. It's like, you know, and people have said, you know, years ago, I used to have people say this to me, your leading used to be a lot more cheerful, a lot more, you know, celebratory, <laughs> and, you know, are you just getting older? I think, well, yeah, I'm getting older, but but I'm recognizing that, you know, every Sunday is a sobering thing. Hmm. Like, there are people in the congregation who are, are battling. Mm-hmm. They're fighting. Mm-hmm. Most, I would say, even most people are fighting. Mm. You know, they're fighting either to ignore or to cover up, or to, or they're fighting discouragement, fighting despair, mm-hmm. fighting loneliness, fighting depression. It's like, okay, let's let's. Not all of that is rooted in something true. I mean, some of us can be mis- misperceived, but let, let's deal with the things. Let's let's find out. Let's address the things that are seriously 
reasons for grieving. Let's yeah. grieve them and let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Yeah. Which is what we see over and over again in the Psalms, this process of, you know, God, I cry out to you, here's my situation. Wait, here's here's what you've done. Here, here are the promises um, uh, you know, that you've made, uh, and I have confidence in you. And then, you know, this is this is the the joy I have in my heart, or that I'm gonna wait for you, you know, those kinds of things. So they walk through it in a way that um, you know, truly grieves but brings hope. Yeah. And and you're saying that we can do that through the songs we sing. Well, certainly, yeah. Um, uh, uh, with combined with the word, combined with you know maybe comments that we're making. So every Sunday, I think we can, we should have some element of walking through the gospel, where the thing we grieve is our sin. Mm. You know, that could be a song. It could be what someone says about our condition. It could be a scripture. Would you call that like more confessional? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were thinking in terms of liturgy, which like we've talked about, would you think yes. that more of like a confessional category? Yeah. Or would you combine those l- confession laments? I would combine it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because when you're con- when we're confessing our sin, we are lamenting the fact that we do sin. Uh, you know, we know the Lord, we know His goodness, mm-hmm. we know His kindness, but we we sin. Yeah. We we still fall. We we still disobey Him. We still you know, rebel against him. And Mm -hmm. that's something to lament. That's Mm -hmm. something, well, how could we do this? But then we come around to, well, God knew that. Yeah. God knew that we would do that. And that's why Jesus came. Hmm. He knew every sin we would commit and Jesus bore them on the cross. And so, Hmm. yeah, there's hope to be found. Even in the midst of our lamenting our sin, we turn our eyes to Jesus. We see what he's done and we find hope once again. I mean, the Psalms, you know, Psalm 51 um, Psalm 39 talks about Psalm 51 talks about our sin. Psalm 39 mentions our sin, also the brevity of life, and but then turns to the Lord. Says, you know, and you, 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 O Lord, are our hope. You're, you're our trust. You're the one. Um, he says, I am a sojourner like you, a guest like all my fathers. Um, now, Lord, for what do I wait? Verse seven. My hope is in you. Mm. My hope is in you. Uh, and that's where we always want to get people. Uh, two, that our hope is not in you know walking perfectly. Our hope is not in our circumstances being exactly like we want them to be. Our hope is not in people never saying bad things about us. You know, I think of like uh, social media mm. and how people can be canceled. People can be you know just attacked on social media, and, and maybe you know you as a listener have been attacked on social media. Maybe you haven't, but you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Well, if my hope is in never being attacked social media or by anyone, I'm going to have problems mm. because that is probably going to happen at some point. Mm. My hope is in the Lord mm-hmm. and what he says about me yeah. and what he says about me through Jesus Christ. So lament is a, it helps us to say, this is really bad, what's happening. This is, this is really, could be crushing, but my hope's not there. My hope is in my relationship with the Lord, his ability to deliver me, his ability to sustain me, his ability to remove this circumstance from me. He may yeah. he may serve us in any uh, in any one of those ways, but that's where my hope is. Yeah, and I trust him, and then we we turn our eyes to him, and our hearts are filled with hope and faith for whatever it is we're we're enduring. Yeah. So, <laughs> for a worship, uh, well, for song lead- leader, how would you um, 
encourage them to, if this is new information to them, how would you encourage mm-hmm. them to pull songs of lament into their gatherings? Uh, do you have songs of lament that come to your mind mm. even? I know I'm kind of catching you off guard, but. No, 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 that's good. Um, yeah, I, one of the songs that I always think about, well, a couple songs are, um, one is, um, Oh Lord, My Rock and My Redeemer, which mm-hmm. doesn't sit, sound like a song of lament, you know, when you first think of it, but it contains these lamenting aspects to it. You know, it begins, Oh Lord, My Rock and My Redeemer, greatest treasure of my longing soul. My God, like you, there is no other. True delight is found in you alone. That's not, that doesn't sound like a song of lament. But in the second verse, you get into, uh, you know, my song when tie, uh, my song. When, when enemies surround enemies me. surround me. Right there, that's the lament right there. When tides of sorrow Yeah, rise. my joy when tides yeah. of sorrow rise. My hope when trials are abounding. Yeah. Uh, your steadfast love, my refuge in the night. So, you know, you have these aspects of, yeah, enemies surrounding me, yes. you know, t- tides of sorrow rising. Uh, so that's one song. Um, Joel Sabell wrote a song f- uh, for Sovereign Grace called We We Look to You. Yeah. Which um, I have to look up the words right now. Well, and as you're looking up the words, I also think about um, Have Mercy on Me. Yes, yes. Um, that was on The Gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was one of the first songs of lament I was kind of mm. exposed to. I mean, that was only like 15 years ago. Well, it was 11 when we did the album, so 10 11, years ago. Yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. years ago. I mean, I had, I, I mean, there were, there were, there were hymns that had lament elements yes, to it that yes. I was familiar with, but not a song that I think just directly cried out, have mercy on yeah. me, a sinner. Yeah. Broken before you, contrite yeah, heart, you will, you will not despise. Yeah. Was kind of brand new territory for me. Yeah. Well, and it's it's sad. I think it's a symptom of our culture, our age, that we don't spend much time acknowledging things are bad in the context of his people. And I think part of that is we we just want to look good. We we don't want to admit that you know what thing things aren't going well. <laughs> I mean, huh. It's just not. I'm just yeah. We want to we. I mean, I hear people say to me uh, about Sundays, sometimes they'll come and they'll think, they'll tell me, I, it just feels like everybody around me is doing so well. And, you know, as a, one of the pastors of the church, I, I say to them, you know what? That is not true. Yeah. People aren't doing well. People are going through all kinds of struggles. Yeah. Um, but you can start to think that. So, and yeah. we include these songs of confession and and do confess, say confessions together, corporate confessions at times. Um, but this this one song I was referring to earlier, we look we look to you, deliver us from evil, O Lord. Lord, we sojourn in a broken world. Though evil hands give rise to war, remind us this is not our home. We look to you. We look to you, Sovereign King of all the earth. In your strength, we will endure. And then it turns inward. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Our hearts so quickly run astray. Hmm. Temptation crouching at the door to turn us from the narrow way. We look to you, Christ, the conquering Son of God. We look to you, Lord, complete what you've begun. And then it turns outward again. Deliver us from evil, Lord. The devil seeking to devour. With trembling hearts, we hear his roar. But your strong arm will crush his power. (laughs) We look to you. We look to you. That was on uh, Prayers of the Saints. Just yeah. only four years ago. Um, so songs like that that say, acknowledge, you know what? Things aren't good. Inside, there is a struggle. Outside, yes. 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 There's a struggle. And it's not, 
you know, it's going to be great. You know, everything, we're going to be delivered from everything. Mm. Well, eventually, yeah. But you know, there are people in your congregation who aren't going to be delivered in the sense they're necessarily thinking they're going to That be is so good. And that has to be stated because of our temptation to say, uh, uh, I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm delivered, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing good, I'm doing I'm good. I'm set free, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, uh, there, there is a temptation to go there and just say, I've overcome. Yes. I, we've overcome, we've yeah. overcome. Uh, Which in the song, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, not at all. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, in the Psalms, there's this tension. You're doing both. Like I preached on Psalm 40 uh, not, too, <clears throat> not too long ago, and it begins, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon a rock. You know, it's this song about deliverance. Yeah. But you know how the Psalm ends? As for me, I am poor and needy but the Lord takes thought for me. Hmm. You are my help and my hmm. deliverer. Hmm. Do not delay, oh my God. Hmm. So he's proclaiming <laughs> that he's been delivered in the midst of needing to be delivered. Yeah, it's our neediness and it's what Christ has done. It's, yeah, it's but that still makes That's us right. needy. That's right. Because we're still struggling, we're still sinning. Which is kind of hard for us to get, that we can have confidence in the midst of our need. Yeah. In the midst of our dependence. Yeah, yeah. We, we can have real trust. You know, this came home to me. I forget whether we've shared this, whether I've shared this or not on a podcast, but uh, 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 last year, was it two years ago, I had the privilege of sitting in a hospital room with a woman who the next day was about to have her leg amputated hmm. uh, due, to, due to bacterial infection, which stemmed from cancer. And I remember talking to her about how our we're here, you know, in life, and and we are absolutely confident of how it's all going to turn out. Hmm. One day, we will have new bodies, hmm. glorified bodies, and we know that God is near us because He promised He would be. He know we know that He's with us. But what happens between now and that final day? Like God's sovereign over, hmm. so so I don't know, uh, as Sandra, I don't know if tomorrow your leg's going to be amputated or not. But this this is what I know is that God is so good hmm. that even if your leg is amputated, He's able to sustain you through that. And his goodness outweighs the pain of that happening to you. Hmm. And I just will never forget that moment because I was saying, wow. you've got to be confident in, in God's love for you, yeah. even if he doesn't do exactly what you want him to. Wow. Now, as the Lord would have it, doctor came in like 15 minutes later and said, you know, there's one thing I haven't tried yet. We're going to try that tomorrow before amputation. And he did. And two years later, year and a half later, I think. She's doing great. Mm -hmm. So, so the Lord, you know, yeah, the Lord delivered. But, you know, if He didn't deliver in the way we thought He would, He'd still be good. Mm. And that's what lament helps us see. He's mm. good mm. in the midst mm -hmm. of our struggles with sin. Mm. He's good in the midst of our disappointments. He's good. You know, as, as Psalm thirteen, the writer of Psalm thirteen 
begins, or David begins, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Will you hide your face from me? And who hasn't felt like that? There are people in our meetings every Sunday who feel like that. Lord, you've forgotten me. You've ignored me. Do you even know I'm here? Here's how he ends. I've trusted in your steadfast love. Hmm. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Yeah. That's where we, that's where we want to lead people to. Yeah. So I'd say, back to your question, kind of kind of took a rabbit trail to get there. No. But I'd say be thinking every Sunday of the people in your congregation who are who are struggling. Yeah. Every Sunday, they're there. Yeah. Have some moments, some song, something you say. What could be the call to worship, could be, you know, the song, could be a scripture, some point where you enable people to know God is aware of your condition. Hmm. He knows what you're going through. And then lead them to the gospel. Hmm. Christ is done. Lead them to the assurance that if if he did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And the greatest thing he gives us is himself. Yeah. And that's where lament is, is meant to lead us again and again to see that God is ever faithful, ever true, ever wise, ever sovereign, ever loving, ever good. Yeah, amen. May there be more songs of lament in our amen. corporate gatherings. Yeah, we've I, we've barely scratched the surface here. We yeah. should we should do a, a a real podcast on lament. <laughs> Just thought it'd be appropriate, you know, during what probably a lot of people are feeling that we yes. uh um yeah, spend some time talking about this, thinking about it, and yeah, may we grow in our ability to help people lament well for their own for their good and for the glory of God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Bob. I know our listeners are so thankful f- to you and for you and uh, for just helping us understand this topic a little bit better this week. Uh, so thank you for joining us, and I hope you have a great day, and we will see you around. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.